now with the latest from the world of technology. This is the Tech Guide podcast with Stephen Fennick. Let's jump straight in. Tech Guide. This was a real effort to push into that growing consumer space, very competitive space in Australia. Tech Guide. It does give the user plenty of options, whether you're working or viewing content on the device. Keeping you updated and educated. This is the Tech Guide podcast. Knowing Apple, you just don't know what to expect. Tech Guide. They've gone from taking an excellent device and they've made it even better. It's had a redesign inside and out. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Tech Guide, episode 186. Hello and welcome to the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer news, products and opinions. Thanks for listening and thanks for downloading once again. And for you first time listeners, welcome aboard. My name is Stephen Fennick. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, 3D printers have arrived at Aldi. Virgin Mobile gets generous with its mobile data. A new reality show streaming service for Australia. And Australia Post issues a warning about an email scam. In the Tech Guide reviews, we take a look at the world's smallest smartphone cable, the device that turns your lounge into a motion ride for movies and games, and the SureShot GPS to shave your score on the course. And we'll finish it off with the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products, and Norton, the company to help keep you and your family safe online. So much to get through. Let's jump straight in. Well, Aldi is uh, quite an interesting store. Not only do you get some bargain prices, but you could be pushing your trolley along and putting in there a packet of bickies and maybe some dishwashing liquid, maybe some pet food. And this week you'll be able to add to that trolley a 3D printer. Yes, from this week, the special buys area of Aldi, which includes a variety of things that we've noticed in the past, will this week include the Cocoon 3D printer. It will also include the Cocoon 3D pen as well as 3D filament, which is is like the inkjet the inkjet cartridge for the 3D printer, but I'll explain that in a moment. The Cocoon 3D printer, it's going to be priced at $499, making it one of the cheapest 3D printers on the market. No surprise, you're going to find it at Aldi. 3D printing, for those who who aren't fully across it, it gives you the ability to print objects in three dimensions. Now we're talking, uh, say you, you might need to print out a, you might want to print out a chess piece or some other other kind of uh, other kind of trinket for the house, maybe a part for a toy or a car or something like that, uh, or just something for fun, a pattern. You may want to print a three D miniature three D version of the Eiffel Tower. There's all these options for you. Uh, you can download plenty of 3D models from the internet that are compatible with the Cocoon 3D printer. And it, how it works, it feeds the filament, which, as I mentioned, is like the inkjet cartridge for a regular 2D printer. This is the filament, which is plastic, and in some cases you can get other materials, but in this case it's plastic, and it feeds it into the, the head, the print head, which then it melts that to the shape 
as it's applying it layer by layer. So it starts at the bottom, works its way to the top. It's got a print bed that's 20 centimetres by 20 centimetres and 18 centimetres high. So that's quite an area. Don't forget, it, you, you think about printing, regular printing, you have a, A4 page. That's, that's just got a height and width. But here, you've got height, width, depth. So you've got three dimensions you can be printing in. So that, that's the area that you're allowed, 20 centimetres by 20 by 18 centimetres high. Now, it can read, as I mentioned, the common 3D model files, and it comes with a 10-meter PLA filament as well as a 2-gig microSD card and some built-in software for you to make your own 3D creations as well. Also available, if you don't want to spring for the printer, there's also the Cocoon 3D pen. This is priced at $79.99, and this allows you to use this device by hand. So pretend the 3D printer has a fixed print bed that goes layer by layer as it prints this three-dimensional object. Now imagine having that print head in your hand. You can, as the filament is coming out at, at, at heat, can then be applied to create various constructions. Obviously, you need a very steady hand to make something really, really accurate, but that's why you'd use a 3D printer. In this, in the, to use a 3D pen, you can create, you can create patterns and try to replicate. There's a picture on our story on Tech Guide of a butterfly that someone created with a 3D pen. So. Printing has jumped out of two dimensions, has entered a third dimension at Aldi, and those those filaments you can also buy. They're thirty four ninety nine each. They're available in four different colours: black, blue, green, or grey. Because whatever filament's going in, that's the colour of your object. There's a picture on Tech Guide. The filament that's going in is green, and no surprises, the object being printed, which is a small bust of a person, is uh, also green. So check it out: the Cocoon three D printer on sale this week at Aldi. And you think about it, people think, what the hell am I going to use a 3D printer for? Well, you'll be surprised. I'm sure you've had an occasion where maybe a small part on a tool or a a device or a toy maybe breaks. Uh, It is possible for you to print another one. If it's small enough and you can find the pattern on the internet, or if you're skillful enough, create it yourself, you can print out your own replacement part. Uh, maybe you've, you've stepped on something, uh, a part of a toy or some, some device or some bit of plastic that you broke, you can try and replicate it using the 3D printer. I've seen many uh, objects like that, like I said, chess pieces. Uh, I've even seen phone cases printed out uh, with these uh, 3D printer as well. So spare parts, other household items, it's the limit is your imagination. You want to check that story out, you'll find it at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. Tech Guide. Keeping you updated and educated. Well, the Battle of the Telcos is heating up once again, and uh, this time out, Virgin Mobile has thrown down the gauntlet to the other telcos. They've really laid, laid it out there for them, really challenged the other telcos to match this offer. It's a SIM-only plan, so it uh, BYO smartphone, so you already have to have a smartphone. It's only $50 per month. And it is available for customers who switch to Virgin Mobile's network, which is actually powered by the Optus network. And for your trouble, you'll get not only the four gig plan, four gigabytes of data for your $50 a month, but you'll receive, if you are switching or upgrading from another plan, you'll receive a bonus eight gigabytes of data. Now, 
the that will run as long as you for the life of the plan uh, as long as you uh, keep that plan going that is how much data you'll use and you'll uh, need to sign a contract uh, even though it's a sim only plan you get a contract and that will give you 12 gig of data for 50 bucks a month if you've got your own phone 12 gig of data that's so much and we're seeing now that other telcos are heading in that direction they're offering like a couple of years ago the the, the most data you could get was like two gigabytes now with our hunger for data so much data use on the go we're streaming viewing looking at apps uploading downloading doing all kinds of things on our on our devices and hence the reason why demand for data has uh, certainly increased dramatically this is an example of meeting that demand 12 gig of data on virgin mobile if you're a customer already with virgin you need to upgrade to this new plan you do need to have your own phone remember so if you uh, need a phone in the deal uh, this plan is not for you so you need to go on a different kind of plan but this is for customers who have got a smartphone all they need is a sim and this new plan and 12 gigabytes are yours. Check out our story at techguide.com.au. Now, who said there were already too many streaming video on-demand services? Well, certainly wasn't me. Uh, I do have all three. I have Netflix. I have Stan. I have Presto. And I use each uh, a fair bit. So I do cross between uh, all three. But what would you do? What would you? Uh, what would you say if I told you that there is another one on its way? The another the other service is called Hey You, and I'm not just yelling at someone passing by here. That is actually the name of that streaming service. It's Hey You, spelled H A Y U, and it's all about reality shows all the time. If you're a reality show junkie, Hey You is going to be your new best friend when it kicks off in March. In Australia, it's going to be priced at five ninety nine a month with no locking contracts. You do get a thirty day free trial to give it a go, but it is a service that's going to offer entire series of the very popular reality programs. And not only that, not only can you dive back in and binge past seasons, you will also be able to view the very latest episodes on the same day they are aired in the U.S., so uh, that is something that is pretty hard to beat if you are a reality show fan. Now, from the uh, from the kickoff in March, there are all, there are going to be more than three thousand episodes available to stream, and more than five hundred episodes added each year. Now, Hey You, some of the shows I'll go through them in a sec, but what Hey You is doing. It is allowing you, that it's built with social media in mind. It's built for sharers. If you're a reality show fan, you must love talking about it. You must love sharing stuff about it. And what Hey You is going to do is allow you to access social media feeds from the shows, from the stars of the show, but also share things, share these short snippets that are selected especially from each particular episode. There might be some particular juicy part of a reality episode, and it is short enough for you to share to your friends on Facebook, Twitter, wherever you want to share that. So it does sort of create a bit of a buzz around that particular episode. Pretty smart. Now, the shows. I know you're dying to know what shows are on this service. Well, let's go through them. And, of course, people are saying, well, it has to include keeping up with the Kardashians. And, yes, it does. All 
12 seasons and the new season when it does uh, when it does hit the airwaves you'll receive the same day on hey you as well now other shows are botched uh flipping out which is uh like a flip flip house show like multi-million dollar homes trying to uh, bought and then renovated and then sold so that, that's what flipping is i am kate which is uh the groundbreaking series about the life of caitlin jenner formerly bruce jenner uh, and his new, or should say her journey, new journey as a transgender woman. There's also Made in Chelsea, Million Dollar Listing, Shars of Sunset, The Real, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, The Real Housewives of New York City. There's also Top Chef. So a pretty decent offering there. If you are a reality show fan, these are all yours. You can go back. There's a box set feature that allows you to go back through um, these seasons. And some shows have got, as I said, Kim, the, the Kardashian show, Keeping Up With The Kardashians has had 12 seasons. Made in Chelsea's had 10 seasons. Plenty to dive back into. Real Housewives of New York City, seven seasons. Botched, three seasons. Flipping out, eight seasons. So much to see here. And they will be adding to those all the time as well. Five ninety nine. If you love your reality shows, it is on tap here. You can view it on your phone, on your tablet. You can view it on your connected TV, on your computer. Uh, it, it really easy access. So if you've got multiple devices, you can handle it. You'll never, ever be away from your favorite reality shows. Check out our story with some images of uh, some screenshots for the new service. Hey, you, and I mean you, go to techguide.com.au to check it out. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. Now, here's a serious story uh, that has come out of Australia Post. Now, uh, there is a, round, a series of emails doing the rounds that appear to be from Australia Post. Now, Australia Post has gone so far as to be, uh, warn people, to be warning people about this. It was listed as a warning for January and February 2016 on their website, warning them about this uh, this phishing Email. Now, phishing, that's spelled with a P-H. P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G. A phishing email is an email that's designed to fool you into thinking it's real. In this case, it's from Australia Post. Now, the email, which I've received a couple of times, I might add, I've received it twice, but I kind of knew that it was bull. I kind of knew it was fake, so I didn't click on the link. I use a Mac anyway, and the file that you would install on your computer is a Windows file anyway, so I was kind of saved there anyway, but I didn't click on it. So the email that you receive is appears to be from Australia Post. There is a logo there, and at first glance, you're thinking, well, hey, this is from Australia Post. And the big, the, uh, the large writing on the email says, you a package was, try, uh, was, was attempted delivery, you weren't home, and click here to save the shipping label. There's another version that says, click here to download the package info. And what that does, it does one of two things. One, the first option, uh, it installs ransomware. So what that does, it, it goes into your computer, installs itself on your machine, and then locks your machine up, all your files, all your data, and says displays a message to say, to access your files again, click here, pay us X amount of dollars. That's ransomware. That is real. That is happening. Now, the other, the other thing that happens if you, if you download, if you click on the link on the email, the fake email, is that it installs a malicious virus, a soft, some software, malicious software. 
Now, in some instances, and I've heard from readers and listeners from our from our radio segments that some people, even with with security software trying to clean it up, have not been successful. They've had to totally wipe their computer and start again from a backup. Now, if you didn't have a backup, you're in all sorts of trouble. If you have if you got ransomware and they're demanding money to unlock your files and you don't have a backup, you're in all sorts of trouble as well. If you do have a backup. You can tell them to go jump and wipe your computer and start again and be careful next time. So really a real worry here for so many innocent people who have innocently thought, oh, I'm expecting a package, what was it? And they've gone ahead and, and downloaded this. These cyber criminals are becoming even more sophisticated. This is a classic example of a phishing email that has duped a lot of people. Now, how do you know this is a fake email? Even though it says Australia Post in the address line, uh, anyone can write whatever they want their email to appear to come from. If my email address is is ABC one two three Stephen, I can make my name Australia Post if I wanted to just by changing that in my preferences. Now in this case, you click on the word Australia Post in the address line, and you'll find. And I'll put these pictures up on my story on Tech Guide. You'll find they are just random emails from. Uh, one says forum at checkov.info. Another one says chelly at invibio.de. That's not Australia Post. And Australia Post, you've got to remember, is not always going to have your email address. There is ways to register for email alerts and things like that, but they are not going to have everyone's email address. So don't assume that they know your email address. So clicking on that that little the name in the address line is a dead giveaway. Also, take a close look at the text. The text, it's, it's, like it's written, it's written really poorly, like someone who doesn't speak English properly. So it's probably coming out of Russia or the Ukraine, some of those places where this is a, a, a heavy, a high living for someone sending out these phishing emails. So check that out as well. If there's any doubt, leave it out, delete it, don't risk it. Now, if you don't have internet security software already that would warn you about this stuff and potentially uh, help you with your backup and your, your restore of your computer, then you are running the gauntlet here. Then you've got no, you're on your own. You do need security software. You do need it to be up to date. So keep safe out there. If you want to read all about that story, uh, it's on techguide.com.au. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. And do you have Netflix? Well, if you've got Netflix, you need to get a Netgear Nighthawk X4S modem router and take your gaming, movies, and streaming to the next level this summer. With MU-MIMO, that stands for multi-user, multiple input, multiple output, and quad stream technology, you'll enjoy faster speeds, reduced buffering and lag, and simultaneous streaming to all your devices, so there's less waiting for your favorite movies to load. And with increased range from four high-powered antennas and amplifiers to increase your coverage, dependability, and performance, you can enjoy smooth streaming all summer long. Visit netgear.com.au to learn more. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennett. Tech Guide. Kicking off the review is the in-charge cable. Not just any old cable. This is the world's smallest smartphone cable. 
Now, how often have you been out and the times where you needed a cable, you don't have one? Carrying a cable is a bit of a hassle. Unless you've got, if you've got a bag, that's okay. But how about carrying them with you all the time? Not something you'd really think about doing. Until now, this in-charge smartphone cable is the world's smallest. It, it is only four centimetres long when it's folded up, seven millimetres wide. It's available uh, as a, with an iPhone connector, so for iOS devices with lightning connector, or with a micro USB connection. And how it works is that each end of the cable, and when it's unfolded, the cable is less than eight centimetres long. When it's totally unfolded, there are magnets on the end of the, the connectors that, that when they're brought together, they form a loop. So you can put it on your key ring, you can make it the loop around your headphones, you can put it on your clothing, you can always carry it with you. There are pictures on Tech Guide. It is wrapped around a key ring. So really easy to carry this around, and it is smaller than a key. So if you're out and about and you, do, you need to connect your computer to get some charge or you, you can, you, if you need to get uh, some, some transfer some data, you can do that as well. So the cable, which is available in a number of colors, uh, it's only $12.50, so it's pretty cheap. Uh, and it is easy to connect the USB, then connect your device on the go. This can fit on your key ring. There are pictures of me holding it. It is tiny. It is the world's smallest smartphone cable Really easy to use, really handy to have with you for those times when you need a cable. You think about it. You do need a cable quite often. If you've got one of those portable batteries, you can charge up your device. If you need to connect you to your computer, maybe transfer some data or upload some data to your phone, the cable is there for you all the time. You want to check it out? You can have a look at our story at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finney. Tech Guide. Now, here's a fun device that we saw at CES. It will be out soon. It's, it's just uh, started. It just will began a Kickstarter campaign for so it can achieve funding to go into production. Uh, it's called Immersit. Now, this is a product that turns your couch into a motion ride that corresponds with the movie or the game you happen to be playing. Now, what happens, it fits, this is a mechanism that fits under the four feet of your chair, of your couch, or your bed, and it then connects and synchronizes to the film you're watching and accesses the film's motion code. There are films with D-box codes on them, that's a motion code, that then can relay that information to give you feedback as to what's happening on the screen. For example, if in the film you are in, I don't know, you're, it's like you're in the cockpit of, a, of a, an X-Wing in Star Wars. When the X-Wing swings left and right, the couch moves left and right in time with that action on the screen. So you feel like you're part of the movie. You've heard of 2D. You've heard of 3D. Well, this is 4D because the motion adds another dimension to your experience. As I said, it's just started its Kickstarter campaign. It's got some patented motion technology on board. So it is trying to raise funds to get this device into mass production. The prototype was shown at CES, and it really created a stir, really grabbed a lot of attention, and it offers the potential to totally change your movie viewing experience at home. Because you think about it, it hasn't been. It's been a while since there's been some serious innovation. 3D was kind of an innovation, but 
didn't really set the world on fire. Here is another attempt to improve that experience. And there are already hundreds of films that have motion codes built into them. So, and that that uh, that database is growing each week. So the latest films are all and more and more movies are going to have these motion codes so you can get in on the ride and enjoy it like you've never done it before. So it can be used when you're watching Blu-rays, a DVD, Apple TV, and even other streaming sources like Netflix. Uh, you'll be able to access that motion code of whatever you're watching. No other additional hardware is required with Immersit because it transmits the motion codes to the devices that are sitting under your furniture. So... You can enjoy your movies, feel like you're in the movie like never before. You can imagine feeling the explosions, the car chases, uh, and all these effects on the screen physically translated into the wherever you're sitting, whether it's in a chair, on a couch, or even you laying in bed watching it, watching the TV in the bedroom. Immerse it. It uh, is is coming soon. The Kickstarter campaign has just kicked off and is definitely worth checking out. There is a video. There is also a link to their Kickstarter campaign. Definitely worth checking out at techguide.com.au. We love hitting the golf course, and what I like even more is hitting the golf course with the GPS, and the latest is the SureShot GPS. This is the new Hero 750X. Now, this is a handheld device that's like your caddy on the field, on the, on the course. You know, when you need a little bit of advice, what sort of what club you're going to use, you know, the distances precisely, you know, the distances to the front of the green, the back of the green, the distance to the hazards, the carry distances, the layup distances. All that information is at your fingertips with this new GPS device. It's got a color 2.2 inch trans reflective screen. So really easy to read, even in bright sunlight. It's got automatic course recognition. So as soon as you walk up to the first tee, it'll know where you are, what hole you're on. Australian and New Zealand courses are preloaded, and if you are heading overseas, you can access SureShot GPS's database of more than 10,000 international courses. So you can check before you go whether the course is in the database. With 10,000 in the database, chances are good that it's going to be there. You can view distances, as I said. You can even measure the uh, distances you hit with certain clubs. So you can note that uh, you know maybe you you hit the tee off uh, off the off uh, you hit your driver off the T. You can then measure. Maybe it was a one like your driver. You can measure that. You can remember that in the in the memory. Maybe your second shot might have been a, maybe a four iron, and you can measure where you started. It'll also measure where it landed, so you can note that as your four iron. So you can build this library of distances for your clubs. And one of the most common mistakes on a golf course, and golfers you can you can relate to this, is misjudging distances and thereby using the wrong club, too much club, not enough club. Uh, that is a common mistake in golf, but something having but something when you've got the short shot. GPS, it is a mistake you can avoid. It is also water resistant, so you can, if it does start to rain, don't panic, it's going to be okay. Device is really easy to read, very simple layout. You can even, there's a unique feature of this product, you can even create your own map or edit existing maps. So maybe you want to add your own information, add your own touch so that you recognize it or want to be reminded of certain things when you play that hole. It is a great way to build up your local knowledge and keep it there on the device. 
price. The Short Shot GPS Hero 750X, it'll be there when you need it. It's $299, and you can read all about it at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. The Tech Guide podcast is also sponsored by Norton, the company that helps keep you and your family safe online. And today, we live in a world where cyber criminals are working overtime trying to find new ways to steal your personal information. The team at Norton is dedicated to keeping people safe online no matter how they connect. So whether you're paying bills on your phone, shopping on your tablet, or banking on your laptop, Norton's latest internet security solution, Norton Security Premium, is working behind the scenes to keep your information, your identity, and your devices protected. It also comes with secure PC cloud backup, so you can back up and save your personal files, photos, and videos, and other memories that live on your device. For more information about Norton Security Premium and how to protect your online life, check out au.norton.com. Now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. Okay, our Tech Guide help desk is about a serious issue affecting iPhone users. And a shout out to Mark Turton for pointing this out to us. Yeah, we did, it was on our radar, but his email encouraging us to talk about it on the help desk uh, re- well, made, made it so. We are, that's what we're doing right now. Thanks, Mark, for your inquiry. We have done some homework, as we promised, and there is a solution to the problem. Now, let's go through the problem first of all. Now, error 53 has been a common error message that people have been receiving after they've replaced a screen or a touch ID sensor on their iPhones. So uh, when they go to update the iOS, the device locks up with this error 53 message, which basically turns the iPhone into a brick. Now, Apple have commented on this already that they're saying that error 53 is actually a security feature, which is designed to protect your personal information, but a lot of people are wondering whether it is actually an error on Apple's part. Is it some kind of hardware slash software glitch that occurs when an unauthorized Touch ID sensor, so if you replace your screen, which includes the Touch ID sensor, if it is replaced, it is uh, Apple believe, this is what they're saying, that it could potentially give people unauthorized access to your uh, fingerprint data. So... The Touch ID is linked to the screen. It's linked to the security of your phone, obviously. And Error 53 is, according to Apple, a kind of, uh, no, we're not going to work because we're scared that there's going to be a security issue here and the device is locked up. Now, a lot of people, as I mentioned, are saying, well, no, it's a bug on on Apple's side. So uh, the hardware checker that that tries to check all your hardware is genuine trips over this line of code that comes up uh, when it when it tries to access this new Touch ID. So it, it, other people are speculating that it's Apple's way of trying to weed out the counterfeit Touch ID screens. Because you think about it, it's massive business replacing iPhone screens. 
Every, they, they all break. You drop it, it breaks. It's 150 bucks to replace it. It's a pretty lucrative business. And naturally, there'd be people making screens, opportunistic people who want to try to sell these screens to those kiosks in those shopping centers and put them on your iPhone. Well, Apple are saying, nah, it's got to be a genuine Apple replacement part or we're going to throw up this Error 53. Well, some people have reported that it was a genuine touchscreen that was put in and they're still getting this error message. Uh, only happens when you try to upgrade your iOS 9, bricks the phone, and everyone's in, in, in all sorts of strife. Now, how can you fix it? Well, there are some suggestions, and as I said, we've done our homework. The first is to wipe your registry clean. The registry is where it, it every time you install a program, uh, it, it it, the registry then re- logs that logs that data. So if you can clean that registry, uh, you can do it on your Mac when you collect, connect your phone to your Mac uh, or, or on Windows as well. Just then restart your PC and then try to restart your device again when it's connected to it. So that wipes the registry when it's connected to your computer. The other thing you can try is wiping clean junk files. Uh, apparently, again, if it's connected to your, to your Mac or your Windows machine, there is software that can help you try to do that. Uh, and, and some people have reported that this, the error is actually fixed this way. Uh, update your drivers. Do your Windows updates as well. The other thing to do is try to reinstall iTunes on your computer and then go through that process again. And the, the most successful one from what we've heard is the people restoring the iPhone with the original Touch ID button. Now, the button can be retrieved possibly from your old screen and then used with the new screen. That, in some cases, has been enough to get around this error. Very frustrating. There will be more. I think Apple are working on something to fix this up, I'm sure. Uh, We'll keep you updated. But up until now, that is all we know. They are the potential solutions. And, Mark, we hope you, uh, you can get some of that information and get your iPhone up and running again. We appreciate you listening to Tech Guide. And if anyone else has any questions or any kind of problems they're having, we'd love to hear from you. So send us an email at info at techguide.com.au. And that is our show for this week. You can read about everything we've spoken about at techguide.com.au. And feel free to get in touch with us, info at techguide.com.au. You can tweet me. I'm at Stephen Fennick, and that's Stephen spelt with a P-H. We'd love you to also leave a review on iTunes if uh, if you enjoy the show. Uh, a special thanks, too, to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and Norton, the company that helps keep you, your family, and your devices safe online. Thanks for listening. Been great having you with us once again. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.